Hey, what's up, La Familia? You crazy football-loving nutters. This is Ray Hudson, and you are luxuriating and listening to the Inter Miami podcast with a stupefyingly magnificent Jay and Alex. Two lads who are as electrifying as a hairdryer thrown into a hot tub. Stay tuned, because you know what it's going to be. It's going to be magisterial with an amplifier. To the left, Pellegrini, inside, Pizarro Golasso, Pizarro Golasso. Here's the goal scorer, Morgan. It's been 84 years. Feels like it's been so, so long, man. I think it's been like two weeks, but it feels like it's been a month. I mean, yeah, I had to wipe the dust off the headphones here, kind of go search for the mic and uh, get right back to it. I mean, it's uh, been chaos for you and I over the past couple of weeks. Like that's, that's the best word for it. It has. Unadulterated, unfiltered chaos. Yeah, then I was obviously running a little late due to a uh, school performance and then ran upstairs, got everything set up. Then I was like, where's my SD card? Like, we can't record anything. It's then I'm scrambling to try and figure out where the hell I put it. Was able to find it. So we are good to go. But welcome, everyone. Welcome back, man. It's been a while. It's been like 14 days. Exactly. Wow. Okay. Very good. Uh, welcome to the Inner Miami Podcast. I am Jay Kington, joined by, as always, Mr. Than Harrington. How are you doing, buddy? I miss you. Full recovery mode. That was <laughs> a chaotic trip down to Miami. Rookie. Uh, for those of you, yeah. Well, <laughs> for those of you that don't know, I was in with La Familia up at the uh, supporters section for the New York Red Bulls match with Mr. Riley in tow. Um, for those of you who travel on the regular with your kids, I, I commend you. I, I, I give you all the kudos in the world because uh, I'm used to traveling by myself and then add, adding a slightly sick, highly irritated, uh, an extremely tired seven-year-old. And uh, God, I feel like I just need another vacation from vacation at this point. Yeah, man. Here's a pro tip for all you parents or expecting parents out there. When traveling, go to Walgreens, go to Publix, wherever you buy items, and get some dream water. It's uh, it's the magical flight uh, ease of of stress for the parents. Much much uh, very handy little tool there. We do not get paid by Dream Water, so I'm gonna give them a free shout out. That'd be a weird I mean, sponsor. you couldn't. Have- yeah, I know. Inner Miami podcast brought to you by Dreamwater. Brought to um, you by drugging your children. No, I'm kidding. It's melatonin, <laughs> show. It's melatonin. Relax, everybody. PC police coming after us here. Um, but no, so jokes aside, though, it was a long week for us between traveling to the Union game, coming down to the Red Bulls game. Um, you know, it was probably one of my favorite weeks in recent memory. You know, get to see everybody, get to travel the team around like a like a six foot four, really hairy groupie, and uh, yeah, good times, man. 
Yeah, very good. Uh, before we get started, we do have quite a bit of catch up. Uh, again, you know, it's been a few weeks and um, been a little hard to, to kind of schedule the best time to record and release just because we've been having so many midweek games. But it's finally going to slow down after this upcoming game this week. And we're going to go on the international break, get uh, what, about two and a half, maybe three weeks uh, of rest. So sorry for the delay. We're going to catch everyone up. Before we do, we do want to just say thoughts and prayers with everyone in uh, Uvalde, Texas, Texas as a whole, United States as a whole, all the parents out there, all the children out there, uh, very, very, uh, sad events that occurred earlier this week. Won't really, you know, get into it or anything like that. I just want to share our, uh, condolences. So, um, moving on though, we do want to try and stay positive, try and stay happy because guess what? We've had a pretty damn good run of form lately. We have played, uh, what, four games since we were last on the mic here, if uh, if I'm not mistaken. We did have the U.S. Open Cup game against our uh, rivals in Orlando last night, which was a very long-lasting game. Uh, very nerve-wracking game, but, uh, you know, compared to the start of the season, uh, recent form has been very, very good. So it looks like some positives are out there. Uh, you can tell there's a foundation being built on this team. You're starting to see players emerge. Uh, you also are still getting the same typical Miami fans who, you know, quiet when things go good and when things go bad, they just come out there out of the woodwork, uh, out of the hedgerows and just start running it, uh, and complaining. But again, you know, keep them, keep in mind, man, go back to our preseason episodes. We're not even supposed to be competitive. We have one DP is not even effective, we don't even like, I can't wait till we have three DPs and, and another transfer window opens, another off season occurs or Hindu to, to work his moves, but really, really a lot of positives going on with inner Miami right now. Yeah. You know, it's nice to see that uh, we're hitting our stride, especially against some teams that are definitely slated to be some of the powerhouses. Like, I mean, the union, we, we held our own against them, I and I know we'll get into it. Red Bull have had a great run of form. They had an unbeaten away record. Um, Orlando, we held our own against Orlando. You know, the only one out of the last four, I would say, was a little bit of a letdown for me was D.C. because D.C. is, I don't know, man, they're an enigma. Like, I, I don't remember D.C. looking so good and being this bad in a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, They always are but, an enigma for us, if it feels I, I can tell you from personal experience, I have never, like, I've seen half of the games that Inter Miami has played in their history against DC, and we almost always get shellacked mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. either by a stupid red card or uh, Ola Kamara decided to go Super Saiyan and, 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 and hit like a hat trick of hat tricks out there, you know. Uh, but, you know, jokes aside, it is good to see that the barometer is reading in favor of what Phil and Chris and Jorge and David are, are trying to build at the club um, with with another true test coming up this weekend against Portland. Yeah, and, you know, we're starting to get a little bit of love from the uh, the national media, which is a nice, nice change of events. Removing D.C. United from the equation, you're talking about Philly, top team in the East right now. Uh, Red Bulls, I think they're fifth, if I'm not mistaken, and then Orlando is third. So, you know, you look at we've played three top five teams uh, over the past several weeks in the MLS, and we've done a great job. We've held our own. I mean, there were 274 minutes of no goals, of great defense, of Drake Callender just emerging to be such a spectacular talent uh, that he is. And look, if you can run three out of the five, top five teams, uh, 
um, you know, goalless and, and, and show that type of progress, the future is got to be very, very bright. If this was a regular season game against Orlando last night, Drake could be sitting on three clean sheets in a row. Uh, we'd be feeling pretty damn good about what we've done with, uh, you know, three of the top five teams in the league, considering where we are uh, in the league and what the expectations were for us this season. But let's go ahead. Uh, again, a lot of games to catch up. So we're going to try to, um, you know, condense this as much as we can while still covering and discussing a few items about each game. Uh, let's go ahead and start with DC United here, bud. Do you want to take us away on this one? Yeah, so DC United, uh, we'll probably run through this one the quickest because it was the farthest one away from our current recording. Uh, it was a draw, 2-2. Two, two. Uh, Leo scored in the 31st. Damian Lowe had a thundering header, which I absolutely loved in the 45th. Uh, he kind of What's the old ESPN saying? You got to get up to get down. He got up mm. and he dunked it in. Um, and then, you know, our demons came out a little bit. 45th plus one, Taxi Fontes uh, came out and just lulled us asleep and slotted one home. And then that man, that man I already talked about, Ola Kamara, came on out and put the dagger in us. Um, you know, you knew the game. When, when it was 2-1, I was almost telling myself, Kamara's going to come on late. And he's going to do something to us. Mm-hmm. And it came to fruition there, you know. Um, is, is Taxi Fontas getting enough credit for what he's done since joining no. him this year? It is, it is He is a, a special player. He, he really is. I mean, just dripping, dripping talent. Well, and I think, too, he's not getting enough credit for pulling up the bootstraps and saying, all right, boys, you guys don't want to do this. Let me let me let me mm-hmm. let me pull the mm-hmm. whole weight of the ship here. Let's go. Um, I, I I like him. I rate him. I I, I think he, we're just starting to see the tip of the iceberg with him. That's a player um, that any team in this league wants. Yep, that that's that, that's agree. what you need. He's he's an individual creator and contributor. It's it's very impressive. I agree. Um, looking at the stats for the match, just so we don't have to keep repeating it, guys. If you're listening here, the stats are going to go Inter Miami and then DC United. And, or Inter Miami and then the team we played. So uh, to keep the ball moving, possession wise, Inter Miami 57.6 to DC's 42.4. Shots 10 to 9. Shots on goal 7 to 5. Uh, passes 454 to 328. Corners 4 to 4. Saves 3 to 5. Uh, fouls. We actually had a pretty good game for us 7 to 12 in favor of DC. Yellow cards. What's going on here? Uh, 1 to 2 in favor of D.C., and then that really, and I know I shouldn't be saying this as an opposing fan, but a really, in my opinion, soft red card. It was a, it was a double yellow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could kind of tell towards the end of the game the official had had enough, and I forget who the red card was on, so please, I'm sorry. It's been a while, but um, I remember it being a super soft challenge. I was like, eh, I don't know. I can understand him being on a yellow, and then you get a double yellow. I mean, what were your thoughts, Jay? He's, I, I agree that it was it was a uh, fairly fairly soft um, but you know we're so used to calls going going against us and, and kind of getting you know the, the rough end of the uh, the old coaching st- or refing stick whatever you want to call it so we are, we will obviously welcome that with open arms but I, I would have to agree it was uh, it was on Christopher Durkin um, you know it, it's it was also in like the it was what the 91st minute. 
So it didn't really have that much of an impact on the game, right? So kind of irrelevant. Um, but yeah, rough call. I mean, the, the biggest thing here was um, there was disappointment, you know, being up 2-0 uh, and then can't close out the half. I think f- taxi scores and probably like the was the, the 45th minute or in, in, in extra time, I believe, actually, of the first half. Um, and then, you know, again, it's like, well, we're still winning. We can probably get another one in the second half, but we don't. Kamara comes on, equalizes. Felt like we uh, we let this one slip away from us. Although, you know, good good showing, I think, overall. But some lapses there. Uh, you know, but that was really probably the worst game we've played this, not this month, but over the, the, the past four would, would be the DC United game only because we gave the, the the game away. But the interplay between the team has been absolutely beautiful. It just improves game by game. We're finally seeing a team that looks like a team. Uh, we're seeing individuals play for each other, seeing the fluidity, the composure, dealing with presses. Um, you know, not always, you know, perfect, but trending in the right way, which is a, a big, big thing. And, um, you know, coming off that definitely instills that thought that like, we can, we can do it. We can be competitive. We're not seeing the same struggles of last year. Everything's starting to click, and there's still so much more room to grow that I think it's really only positives. And then we go into the uh, to the Philly Union game, unless there's anything else you want to add. No, I was going to say, the start of this four run, like at the start of the DC match, you can start seeing, like you said, the the cohesion, the interplay, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the fight for each other. And it's like that car that you've been working on. And now all of a sudden the transmission is working, mm-hmm. but it's sticking in spots. Yeah. We're getting there, but there's still like a little jolt here or there. And, and it's, I don't know. And well anybody who's well been listening to this, listening to us, you know, the pain we've been through. But now we finally have a car that's moving in the right direction. We just need to keep building momentum. And uh, we were looking to do so with this Philly Union game. Yeah, definitely. And look, here's, yeah, I get it. We let the game slip away, the three points slip away, rather. But hey, we'll take the points where we can get them. I mean, this was a very rough start to the season. Draw could be worse. That's all I'm saying. Could be worse. Little pain. Let's move on, though. We get to, uh, you know, then have the Philadelphia Union game, uh, which was another draw, but top team in the East that we're going head-to-head against. Um, The biggest kind of frustration in this game was there were a lot of chances that we had in this game that we just couldn't get right. There were so many passes or crosses into the box that were like literally like one foot off. So many chances, uh, you know, some misses by the player, but you're really starting to see an identity come around this team. And, you know, just stat-wise on this, another game where we're up in possession, 55.7 to 44.3 in favor of Inter-Miami. Efficiency, um, you know, is some that we're working on as far as shots and shots on goal. But total shots here, you know, we only had nine, they had 20. Shots on goal, we only had two, and they had eight. But passing, though, I mean, we're seeing that these numbers improve. 539 completed passes in a game is a, a very solid mark to be at. Uh, they only had 419. And then corners, it was 2-6. to six. Saves, 8-2. to two. Fouls, both teams had 9. Both teams had one yellow card. And there were no uh, red cards in this game. Very, very uh, impressed. This was a game, I think, that we had this, this feeling that, you know, it's top team in the East high chance it doesn't go our way. But then there's also been that, that 
kind of thought in the back of your head from the, the previous games we played, especially like last season, where we, we don't have a, a really bad track record against Philly Union. Uh, they are competitive and fun games. And to just come out and, and be able to get a draw against a top team in the East, uh, I mean, really, really proud of the boys. I'm hoping as the season continues, this isn't going to be an instantaneous thing, but they get more comfortable in front of goal. It seems like we've improved on the areas that were major concerns. The finishing has kind of always been an issue outside of, you know, Campana, who's just an absolute monster and can do it with, with pretty much both feet. If, if he's in the, uh, you know, 18 yard box there, but that's the stuff that we really need to focus on. And if we can get there before the end of the season, that'd be phenomenal. Um, I think this is very much like a March madness situation where, if you can just hit your stride towards the end of the season, you can go ahead and put on a, a nice run to make it to the playoffs. And then you could actually have a nice uh, playoff push. So pretty happy, pretty pleased with that. Two draws, obviously with the chances missed, we really wanted the three points there, but again, let's focus on the incremental steps. What did you think? Well, I mean, being there in person, I can tell you, I don't remember seeing the union taking 20 shots. Yeah. I can tell you the one I remember, uh, and you and I were discussing this when I was down there. I forgot who took the shot, but it honestly got hit the crossbar and the post, like dead smack on from deep for the union. Um, Elliot, was maybe. That yeah. That was in the stands. Well, Glesnus took no. Glesnus ripped it, but but um, yeah, Drake got two. I forgot who the second one that took it, and he tried to curl it, but yeah, hit hit the post. And then the Campana uh, shot where he did a beautiful curl on it, it just hit dead center on the post. Yeah, that was yeah, a lot yeah. closer in person than than the TV made it seem. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, I can tell you. Guys, if you've never made a trip up to Subaru Park, it's a gorgeous facility. It's in a little sketch part of Chester, not going to lie, but uh, the, the stadium, the facilities, it's, it's all top-notch. It's gorgeous. Get a chance to go up there. I, I highly recommend it. Excellent. Um, ho- hopefully one day we can because it, it looks absolutely gorgeous on paper. Uh, not on paper, <laughs> on the TV, rather. Um, yeah, and look, we haven't brought it up yet. And we're definitely gonna gonna get to it over the next two games. I'll give you a little teaser. Drake Calendar, man. The rise of Drake has been just phenomenal to watch. And this was really this Philly game was 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 kind of his, you know, coming out. I don't want to steal your thunder. I know you've always been so so high on Drake Calendar. So uh, we'll keep moving. Then we go on to the New York Red Bulls, which was the game that you came down here uh, for the weekend for the return of the prodigal son, who we all miss and want back. Give us him back. Give us Lewis back. Uh, but a good. I knew this was going to be a good game. This is going to be a fun game regardless. Uh, another really good team. And then, you know, we're still cutting our teeth and figuring this thing out here. But uh, come out with a, a very solid win. I really thank, you know, all all the players. Like, they, they just knew you were going to be in town and wanted to put on a good show. I mean, I I had hoped so. I mean, quite a few of them reached out. They wanted to get my address to come over. I was like, no, guys, listen, like you can't hang out. We we got the game going on. We can't we can't be doing that. Um, you know, jokes aside though, that's why I booked the tickets to come down. I always try to find the one matchup that appeals to me the most, and it was between this and honestly the Portland match coming up. But it's it's Lewis. It's Lewis. I had to come back and see Lewis. I had yeah, to come dude. back and see his game. You know, do it. Um, 
Uh, I, you had to. Yeah, we even we even got Inter Miami podcast uh, Lewis Morgan chant in the first few minutes as he was down there on the corner. So, um, yeah, let's go ahead and just dive right into it real quick. Uh, the game we obviously won two nothing. Uh, Lasseter in the twenty eighth minute, uh, Bryce Duke uh, picked out Lasseter, and I'll tell you what. This is gorgeous. Like one of the best ones I've seen it right, literally right in front of us. Uh, Lasser hit a quick couple step overs. He flicked the ball to his right. I want to say Sean Nealis got a little bit on it as it came through the box because uh, Mira looked like he was going to have it completely covered. Lasser cranks it off Sean Nealis' knees slightly and in the back of the net. Uh, I'm not going to lie. He then, did it. I don't think anyone thought that wasn't going to the back of the net once he was winding up for it. So when it Me? did, yeah, when it did, it was, it turned out to be a very impressive shot. Like I looked at Riley and, and I was like, Oh God damn it. Lassie, what are you doing? Yeah. And then I see it in the back of the net. I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Everyone's like, Oh, you know, like, come on, start trying to find, you know, come find it. You just get to someone in the interior and uh, no, he, he did it himself. And, Another, you know, this was his first MLS goal. Um, you know, the the previous two that he scored in the the regular season, I guess, would be it was against Tormenta. So it's good to see him finally get uh, on the MLS side. You can see his confidence is building. Um, you know, he's still he's the guy who looks to take on players. He, he's trying to open up their hips, and then and then you know once he sees that, he's trying to make a move. Um, initially you know without the goals I, I was looking for a little bit more passing but if he can continue to build uh and be shifty like that uh and that confidence starts to build you know he could he could kind of turn around his um i don't want to say career I, like it's not like he's had a horrible career or anything like that but he's, he's you know with having to fight for starting time and and you know slumps and stuff like that so it's nice to see him kind of get in back into the the type of player that he wants to be with the results that he's seen no, absolutely. I mean, you know, you and I have had countless conversations. Like, he he's got the physical tools. He needs the mental tune up. It's not like he's off the game mentally. He needs to take the shot when he has the shot, or take the make the pass when he has the pass. And, and right now, besides this moment, he looks like he's he's flipping it. Oh, I have the shot. I better find the pass. Oh, yeah. I need the passes. I'm gonna rip it. You know. Yeah, we've like, seen we've seen the team um, hesitate to take the shot. There's been a lot yeah. of too much looking for the extra pass, and sometimes yep. you you just you gotta have a go. No, yeah, you, you got to. Speaking of having a go, let's get into the second goal. I'm gonna go down and say that this is like this is what struck me. This is this is what made me believe that this team is coming together. This is the moment a lot of inner Miami fans have been have been have been looking for. And of all people, Jay. And I got to ask you, of all people, did you think this buildup would start with Gonzalo Higuain making a sprinting run? No, I did not. But this was the most beautiful goal I've seen this team score. Uh, not not off the shot, but just of, of how it got done. This is what you want to see. And you get this man in front of goal, and he he's going to finish because he is finished. So, uh, hey, <laughs> Gonzalo, yeah. hey, I like it. I like it. Uh, so, Gonzalo Higuain has a ball booted up to him. He's one on one with Sean Nealis. Sean Nealis puts a hefty challenge into him, shoulder to shoulder, all clean. And Gonzalo started to, to bobble on his feet. I'm like, oh, God, he's going down. This is over. But then he finds like an extra ounce of energy and he gets back <laughs> up. 
he doubles back, and Robbie Taylor looks like he was just launched straight out of uh, Cape Canaveral. He looks like he's heading to the moon, mm-hmm. sprinting down the field. Robbie gets the ball and then ends Dylan Nealis's night with a beautiful nutmeg to Uloa on the left-hand side. Uloa does a fake, like a hezzy step. That's what I want to call it, like a hezzy step. And Mira freezes. And for whatever reason, and I don't know why, I'd like to ask him why he did this, but Pendant ran all the way to the goal line. Mm-hmm. In doing so, Robbie Taylor was able just to shuffle back, get the ball on his feet. Mira looked back going, oh, shit. And then he just blasted it with his left foot past Pendant. It was absolutely magnificent. Like, just the buildup and play, the teamwork, the self the word I want to use here, selflessness of each of the players to find the better option. Because yeah. I honestly thought Victor was going to shoot it. I don't want Uyoya shooting. Like he's like, no. Uyoya, I, I, I referred to him as a band-aid. He can kind of hold stuff together, but he's not, he's not really, you know, like the impact player. And so he was like, for Uyoya to be that far up in the box, I was like, uh shit. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I'll take anyone else in the midfield or, or on the wings or the attack. Um, but you know, dude, Hey, props to props to yo. Yeah. He, he kept his calm. He, the keeper came out a little bit and then he just right back to, uh, to Robbie who, you know, dinked a little nice one with his right foot, but, uh, you just, just kind of the, the keeper was running back. Pendant was, was just in the middle of the goal, realizing that his decision was the wrong one. He, in his mind, he fully thought Uyoya was going to take that shot. So let me just go get a body in between the, in between the posts and, and hope for the best. But then, you know, just the, that was the most common collective goal. I've common collected goal that I've seen uh, this team uh, score. And, you know, we were already one up. So, you know, it wasn't like the, the, the winner, the game winner or anything like that. 87th minute, just a solid way to cap off the game and continue to build that confidence. Um, Drake had a lot of beautiful saves in this man. Um, I mean, you know, you, you can get into the stats, but you know, you know, just consider this like 20 shots against um, Philly. That, that, that Philly had. And then in this one, 15 shots. And Drake is stepping up big time to where I think he's our number one number one keeper at this point. You know, I, I understand Marsman's been injured, but Marsman's older. I think the future is, is within Drake. And uh, just very, very impressive team performance. So glad that it happened when you were down here, especially surprising Riley with flying him down here to watch the game. It was, we got to the tailgate mad early so we could see everyone. Because, uh, you know, everyone wanted to see you. They don't care about me. They just wanted to see Than. Uh, it was just an overall really, really good day, capped off by extra time up at the the Northwest Club. It, it's that that's Ooh. that's the memories. That's the memories that we're creating. Everyone's happy. Everyone I will is nev- happy. I will never forget him looking at you. And he looks at me. He goes, Dad take my hat and he rips his jersey off and he goes i'm going full miami and he starts swinging his shirt yeah, around yeah. and i'm like all right dude go I, go for I it i told go myself i wasn't i was gonna keep my shirt on but that last one just i lost it dude i lost it. when when i saw you come out with that shirt i said there's no way that shirt's staying on <laughs> absolutely not um but yo quick shout out real quick um if you haven't been up to the northwest club it was a phenomenal time 
Uh, I shared some photos via Twitter. Uh, it was borderline like a rave with the club as a background. Like it was, it was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Level came had, out and uh, made a speech before. Phil, yeah, Phil was up there. Uh, someone said Hendo was up there at some point. I don't know. Hendo, um, he's like a, he's like a lurker. He's like a chameleon. Like we saw, yeah. obviously, we saw Neville. Uh, uh, Jose Moss, Jorge's brother, was there. I didn't see Hendo either, but it would not surprise me. No, but okay. To that point about Hendo being a lurker, and that's in all like it's a loving phrase. It's not yeah, a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like at, at the Union game. I was watching all of them come out. Riley was getting fist bumps. Shout out to Leo for stopping and talking to Riley for a few minutes. And then all of a sudden, Henderson's staring at me from the bus. I'm like, when did you get past me? Like, <laughs> yeah. like he just, boom, gone right on the bus. Um, but no, for real, shout out to the club for opening the Northwest Club. Or, yeah, Northwest Club. It was a great time. Um, definitely check it out if they do that again. I highly recommend it. They will. Uh, I, I think that was the first time. I mean, they've done it a few times. I think they're trying to do it every game, but that was the first time we've been able to do it after a win. So everyone was was really, really feeling it then. I also want to give a shout out to Johnny who dropped his AirPods in the middle of this like rave mosh pit and somehow collected all of them. And he still has working AirPods. It was probably the glory moment of the day. That's a uh, not going to lie. It was it was a Christmas miracle. Um, the stats but all right, like? so stats. Possession, 46.4 to 53.6 in favor of New York. Shots, 11 to 15. Shots on goal, 5 to 4. Uh, actually got out past, uh, 396 to 451. Pass accuracy, 75.3 to 81.4. And corners were 8 to 10. Um, overall... I'm happy with it. The stats were totally not in our favor. And to be honest, as much as I would have celebrated it, Lewis had his chance to put us away a couple times. Um, New York definitely did not seem like their, their normal self. And I mean, if you're following the MLS, which I know you are, if you're listening to this podcast, you know that the Red Bull had a tremendous away run. And so to be honest, I thought we might be in a tad bit of trouble, but we pulled it out. That's all that matters. Yeah, they, they like they've been struggling at home, but they've been executing flawlessly um, on the road. So, very, very uh, happy with the outcome of that game. Uh, again, beautiful, beautiful uh, night. Oh, now let's uh, let's keep it moving. Let's bring in the the fourth and final one, which occurred last night, which uh, kept us all up, I think, later than what we were expecting initially. But that would be the round of 16 U.S. Open Cup match against in-state rivals Orlando City. I really, really, really wanted Lou City to beat Nashville, which almost almost happened. You know, the Nashville wins in, in extra time. And I really wanted Inter to beat Orlando because I really wanted to see Inter-Miami and Lou City play. Uh, This game, I mean, obviously, that's a very interesting fan base they have over there with their supporters. Mm -hmm. A certain type of uh, way they conduct themselves. So the chatter was kicking off way before, way before the game or the stream started. We're talking about uh, early in the afternoon. Um Man, this was uh this was a tough one, man. We we didn't we played, I think, worse. That was the worst out of the, the these four games that we're covering, is the way we played here. 
Um, it was it was not pretty. We ended up losing, going to PKs. I think the final score was like four two PKs or something like that. Um, yep. We go to extra time. People are we're gas. We're such a thin team, man. We use like every one of our subs. We're so so thin, uh, gas as hell. But ninety fourth minute. Uh, Mota, who is always good for one from 30 yards, right? Always will rip one and have a go, has struggled. He, he was in the box, sent it over the top earlier in, in I think, regulation. Uh, but 94th minute, uh, Jones comes up the left wing, does a little shimmy, shimmy, uh, not the best control of the ball. Ball kind of gets away from him, but no worries there because Mota's running right up on that ball, rips it with his left foot, just Slight curl on it, but finally didn't go for the complete finesse shot and decided to put a little bit of power on it. Uh, sneaks back, but sneaks behind whatever his name is, Stydudahar, or whatever that backup keeper's name is. Oh, man, dude, I screamed. Chloe woke up because I screamed so loud. Felt great. Felt great. I was like, yeah, this is, hell yeah, man. This is the, like, I love how in the Open Cup they, they got all these, these derbies together. You know, they say it was a random draw, but it was all Darby's. Uh, I mean, even like Lou City and Nashville separated by like two hours, right? Different leagues, but I'm sure there's a rivalry there. Um, didn't last long, though. Concede three minutes later. Um, there's that five-minute plague again, man. That that thing that plagued us so bad in our very first season and continued uh, to linger a bit, man. It, it, it was really... Really, really tough. But that is that's why we love the game, right? It's the swing of emotions. It's I haven't felt that pain since Chelsea and Real in the Champions League game where I thought we were coming back from like three down uh, to do it. But, yeah, so uh, Moda scores in 94th, and then um, Fagundo Torres scores in the 97th. Frustrating part about this is he kind of works his way across uh, the 18-yard box and, um, you know, Damian Lowe's kind of caught in no man's land. Uh, maybe just one more step to the right and, and Damian Lowe can stop that. But the equalize thought, you know, game wasn't going our way. Possession was rough. It was a domino effect, though. Joven Jones didn't pull over, which meant that. And I'm trying to picture this yeah. in my head. I think it was Sailor had to pull over and then. And all of a sudden, there was four of them trying not to trip Torres because this official was terrible. We're going to get into that. Don't ruin it yet. I I won't because I want to bring it up because I just looked at how many fouls there were. Um, But also, in order to be an Orlando City fan, and I posted this on Twitter, and I got heat for it, you have to dive and dive and dive and dive and dive. That is part of your MO. There were at least three dives. That I, yes. that I saw like true honest dives scumbag dives yes and I'm not I you know I won't take anything away from Facundo Torres good shot yeah. good rip have a go also Drake covered it as best he could he had a uh, he had Damian Lowe who was a big dude mm-hmm. blocking his his vision is what it is I can live with it all day long but it to me, and I know we got into a heated discussion on Discord about this. If Joven Jones pulls over and steps up correctly, I think it's covered better. I honestly do. I do. I mean, but if if Lowe was literally six inches more to to his right, he might have stopped it. If he was 
seven feet to the left. Maybe Drake has a little bit more of a clear line of sight and can make the stop. But I mean, he put that ball where you want to put the ball. You know, that wasn't just on the left side of the goal. That was, you know, about as close as you can get without kissing the post. Very, very good shot. So, uh, you know, it, it does, you know, regulation ended, added time ended, extra time ended. Uh, it's 120 minutes of play plus added time, probably 130, 135 in total. Gassed. You could tell where he gassed. Uh, Mabika's cramping. Um, Mota's cramping. Robbie Taylor is cramping. Everyone is absolutely gassed. We go to penalties. We open up. Ooh. We open up. Campana. That boy got ice water in his vein. Hits a Panenka off the rip. Everyone was excited. Beautiful goal. I was a little... <laughs> Beautiful goal because it went in. That thing kissed the, uh, <laughs> the, the the top, the crossbar. That was literally an inch or two from from getting doinked off or doinked over from that uh, that crossbar. That was that was ballsy and could have gone uh, very very wrong. Then Carter comes on, scores. Then Bryce Duke comes up, uh, just misses. Man, just um, doesn't miss. Like he's, he's on target, but. Such such a slow walk up, not getting any pace on the ball, easy to stop. I, I go ahead. Don't as a fan, don't you dare put the loss on Bryce. I'm not. I'm like not, I'm I'm, not. no, no. I'm not saying you. I'm saying in general. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of negative talk towards Bryce Duke last night. He's young, and the boy, the boy's young, and he's been balling out. He has. All he right. Has. Yeah. He, he he hasn't had his shooting boots, um, and and that is what it is. That's a good learning moment. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that he's going to remember next time and be like, oh, okay, yeah, I need to have a, a more solid approach. Because even as, as you know, I mean, you and I have probably seen hundreds of penalty kicks taken between our teams and in the course of our life. I watched his run up and I was like, ah. Yeah, you knew. I don't know. You knew. I don't know. Yeah. But, but and I, I mean, he, whether he listens to this or not, I don't know. I know some of the team, some of the academy kids, they all listen to this. It's not his fault. No, it's not. There's so there's 120 minutes of other things that could have happened. It's not his fault. Yep, yep. Bryce Duke is a slippery snake, and he's got to shed his skin. And these are he. This is just a one layer of skin being shed off, and he's going to become a, a better player. He has been so shifty and such a creator for us this season. I reiterate one more time: LAFC was very upset to see him go. Their fan base was they had high hopes for him. Um, he's had some moments where you could tell the, the pressure maybe got to him or, you know, he needs to work on his composure a little bit that will come with experience and with age and just with repetition and practice. So he will get there. Janssen comes on scores. So now we're down one. Yedlin comes on short run up blasted way over the, the crossbar disappointed a little bit in that one, just with all the experience yep. Yedlin has. But again, every, everyone is absolutely gassed after this. Uh, Perea comes on, scores, or sorry, there's, this is always confused because there's a Perea and a Perea. Perea comes on, scores, so now it's 3-1. Lasseter comes on, composed, beautiful, beautiful. No one's stopping that. Pitcher perfect penalty, he scores. And then Perea comes on, just put the nail uh, in the coffin here. Before we get into stats, the refs and all that, this stung because it's it's our rival. 
I know we wanted to be focused on the Open Cup, but again, I'll, I'll say it one more time. We were not supposed to be competitive this season. We were not meant to win the MLS Cup. We are not meant to win the Open Cup, the Supporters' Shield. I'm just happy we got the Coastal Carolina Carolinians Champion Challenge Trophy that we got in the preseason, whatever it's called. But proud of the boys for pushing this far. Again, if this is a regular season game, it's a 0-0 draw. Another clean sheet for Drake. The tough part that we we skipped over, I do want to go back to this, in the final seconds of extra time, final seconds, right? I think there's maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 seconds played after that. There is a chance to win the game there. Cross comes in, Campana hits it on the replay. You can tell that ball is going in, and I don't know who the player was, but he's like down on the floor and just it kind of like hit off him. Little deflection to send it over. There was a... There was a glimpse there where we had a chance to steal that game in the dying minutes would have been, which would have been great for the rivalry from our point of view. I still think this game was spectacular for the rivalry that we're building um, with Orlando. I mean, they're a very, very cocky fan base. Think they're the best and they, you know, are owed the world. Uh, absolutely blows my mind. Um, kind of going back to what I've seen of them this season. Yeah, they're, they, they're, they do have solid results as far as points go, but no convincing wins. No convincing wins at all. For all the crap they talked and reached out and tagged us, whatever, clapped those cheeks, whatever. Like, you guys took a bottom a bottom tier team, took you all the way till penalties, and that's how you win. A win's a win. Be proud of that, for sure. And congrats. Be proud, Orlando. But don't come out here and act like – you know, this was an absolute blowout, like 4-0 win. It was, they dominated us from a possession and from a shot. This was an onslaught from the get-go. I mean, a true onslaught. Defense had holes all over it in probably the first 20, 30 minutes. Got a little better. Draco the great, man. Drake Calendar is the truth. Kept us in this game for so, so much. Um, yeah, man. What do you think? I've got I mean, stats up here for us, by the way. That's fine. But listen, don't ever, don't ever tag me in a game where we have lost in penalties four to two and tell me that you have clapped our cheeks. Get bent. Listen, and I'm that's here the all edited day. version you're sharing because we're a family podcast. Yeah, that's why we get the explicit rating sometimes. <laughs> but a, no, that's a fail. That's a safety precaution I take. Yeah. No, but like I am all here for the the banter. I think we have great banter with all the different podcasts across the MLS, with all the different fan bases. But like that was just a that was just a different level. Like that was like European old firm. Like I think I saw one towards a one Inter Miami fan that said, "I hope you drive the wrong way down the highway on the way home." It was, was to like, Whoa! It was to Traveler and some other very unkind word. Yeah, they're they're like yeah. So, mad. but but they're 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 the ones acting that way. So you know they're gonna cry wolf when you know it's reciprocated in the in the following. Yeah, games absolutely. Let me just um let me just run through the 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 crazy stats to me, and 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 then you can kind of wrap this one up for us. Ooh, possession sixty five percent to thirty five percent. Felt like we never had the ball, and when we did, didn't last long. Shot wise, 28 shots Orlando City had. I'm flipping the, the, the I know the standard we've been going with Inter Miami first, but I'm going to Orlando first. 28 shots to 12, uh, six of those being on goals to R3. Total passes, 
we get 432. Not necessarily horrible. Orlando City had 773. It was <laughs> they were they were just keeping possession and it was agonizing. It was a very stressful game. They hit 12 corners, we had three. They hit 33 crosses, we had four. Um, the most important thing here, which we're going to talk about, I'm sure, right after this, both teams have four yellow cards, so we're going to skip that. Foul-wise, we had 26 fouls called against us to their 17. And I think like six of those seven that they got called on didn't come till, till extra time. It seemed like any time we were putting a hand on the back of someone, any time we were getting close, a foul was getting called. They There were several dives. They were very ginger, I will say, to be nice about it. This ref was pathetic. I never like to be the guy that complains about the ref, but this ref was pathetic. There should be some sort of board reviewing this called so many fouls. What, what, what made me really upset is they called one on Damian Lowe for just standing there, standing his ground. He gets ran into by an Orlando City player. Then flip that, like 20 minutes later, they do the same thing in the box. At least Damian was outside the box, in the box, and just stands there. We run into him. No, no, no harm, no foul. It's 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 it blows my mind. Like the consistency that lacked in this game uh, was just just absolutely mind blowing. But for a team that has one DP that's not effective, <laughs> still two open spots, sanctions, not supposed to win anything. Hey man, we held our own against another top five team. Listen, I'm going to take this just from a, like a a fan of the game. There was there was terrible calls on both sides, mm-hmm. but I'm also going to point at the level of officiating that we're getting for this U.S. Open Cup. Um, I went and looked at just a couple other games, and one other game that stuck out to me was the NYCFC Revs match where the Revs were called for 25 fouls and the New York City FC were called for 17 fouls. If you're going to have an open – if you're going to have a cup – like a tournament, a cup, whatever you want to call it, you have to let the teams play for crying out loud. And I'm saying, and I'm saying, yes. And some of you might get pissed off at me. Yes. We dove too sometimes, but it wasn't to the consistent manner that Orlando was, was just hitting the deck. There was one where like Pato looked like he was just trying to jump out of a plane yeah. to go skydiving. Like, it was even terrible. Touched. Yeah. But like, like I'm saying like this, this can't this can't stand and and again i'm not whining oh we lost because of the fouls this that the other thing no orlando beat us end of the day like you said jay go on go celebrate your win you deserved it you win congrats but at least let the play stand this reminded me of, of an nfl game because of how long it took there was foul there was a run a play stop run a play stop run a play stop run a play like, enough yeah yeah let yeah. them play uh, agree with you 100% just like a basketball game. It was two stop and go, and, two stop and go. And and then Gonzalo gets a breakaway, tries to, I guess, get the penalty, slows down. I mean, he's not really nearly as fast as he used to be, so probably not hard to catch. Campana had something very, very similar. You know, th- there were chances to win this game. We could have won this game three to one. They could have won this game five to one. But Drake is just such an absolute wall, and the defense finally started to uh, to step it up. Yeah, and, you know, I don't want to keep harping on the refs, but I think as much 
as we've seen, you know, especially for me watching the USL League One last year with Fort Lauderdale, these refs need to be held accountable. And yes, I know that they get reviewed and this, that, the other thing, whatever. You, you're ruining the game for the folks that are paying to come see mm-hmm. by by not being able to adequately do your job. If I could go and, and do my job as poorly as they do, or or if you go and do your job, Jay, as poorly as they do, we would be severely reprimanded for that, you know? Yeah. But again, giant disclaimer for anybody who's listening. I'm not saying that's why we lost. Again, congrats. They beat us. We're out. Game no, over. Let's move they, on. Honestly, if you look at the stats, they, they dominated us yeah. in this game. They, they deserve to win. We were flustered from the get-go. We had chances to win the game, didn't execute, and, and they struggled to, to, to get goals uh, as well. So, look, positives, you know, held our own. Went the distance, still improving. You know, there were some other ne- – I'm only going to give one negative, and holy crap, guys, practice PKs more in practice. Just that should be a focus this week. Every every I don't I, I honestly don't know if they pra- how often they practice these. It seems like not very often. This was our first penalty shootout that we've ever been in. You could tell. You could tell that the nerves weren't calm. Uh, you know, there was a very high chance. I, I – it's strange because I, I just wanted the game to end, you know, like in the, like what in the 113th minute, I was like, dude, they're like just nonstop possession on us. So let's just get out, go to PKs. But even going into PKs, you just couldn't really feel super confident because we've never seen what this team has done. We knew that several of the players who would be taking shots like Omota, like a Robbie Taylor were cramping and uh, were, were not available for that. So that again, will get better. But we're still seeing improvement. We're still trending up, and we're still being competitive, which is the most important thing as this team continues to grow. What were your uh, positives and negatives for this one? You know, I gotta say, and and I know I had a pretty pretty staunch stance against uh, against what I thought he was going to be. He's won me over a hundred percent. You know, we actually had a decent conversation, he and I did, uh, over the past weekend. Uh, Drake, man. Drake, Drake's our number one. He absolutely killed it over these past four games. He even made Sports Center top ten with one of his with one of his saves. Yep. He is coming into it when we need it the most. You know, I I am not afraid to admit when I was wrong. And I, I fully read this one the wrong way. You know, Drake's our guy. Uh, he's a good dude, great person to talk to, and he's absolutely doing the, doing it for us right now when we need him the most. The next positive for me, Robbie Taylor. Oh, get on it, man. The footwork, the the the, the confidence that's exuding out of him. And I, I kind of think he's starting to feed off Campana a little bit because it seemed like they play pretty well together. Mm-hmm. It's it's awesome because we singled out Robbie as one of our players to watch going forward. Um, negatives. Don't want to cut you you off here, but we didn't mention it, but not the best game we've seen from Indy Vasilev. No, which was really shocking because I yeah. thought Indy would, this was Indy's game. This lineup was, uh, he looked, maybe he was tired. Maybe he looked indecisive, but you, I would say for me, Indy has has earned enough credit where I, I'm like, okay, cool. Don't worry about it. He can have a bad game. He, yep. Everyone loves him. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Bad showing. Yeah. Different lineup than what we thought was going to come out. We thought this was going to be our starters from the rip. Honestly, 
in hindsight, we don't know that these games are going to go 120 minutes with, with penalties, but in hindsight, we should have just came out with the starters because everyone basically played, you know, 70 minutes plus. So everyone's going to be gassed after this one. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, negative for me. We very clearly need now that Mabika's Mabika is back. We need to make sure that we're practicing the center back rotations because Lowe did not look as comfortable as he did with Mabika to his side as he did with Robbie uh, or not Robbie Ryan Sailor. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I guess that would be another positive for me, real quick. Going back to Sailor, whoo, that lettuce is flowing in the midfield or in the on the defensive back line. It, it is. It is. It looks like he's been around for a while. So, mm-hmm. um, but hey, so why don't you take us into the rankings? Let's keep this trade moving. Yes, sir. So, power rankings. We're 20th out of 28, kind of hovering around that area. At least we're, you know, have some teams, some more teams below us. Uh, we're starting to get, you know, more coverage. They're talking about, you know, going against Philly, going against Red Bull, the results we're having. I don't think we're going to catch too much slack for uh, for losing a game in penalties. Still hard fought, so just keep an eye on that. Uh, look to be climbing. As far as Eastern Conference standings go, we are in 10th place. We were uh, one point uh, off the, the playoff line here. So, I mean, really, like, these are uh, crunch time games right now. I think I, I said this going back to the the revs game or maybe the game before that where like three points would have been massive at the time we're going to play portland next we're going to get to that shortly but look we're at 15th charlotte's in at seventh is at 16 right it's only one point away uh if we can get a win here it's going to you know barring whatever happens in the charlotte game it'll put us right where we need to be two wins in a row shoot we're going to be in sitting real pretty we are in a good position uh, to to climb here, but you know tenth not bad considering the start of the season and we're seeing some improvement. Just really trailing right now at this point. Um, you know Charlotte in that seventh spot and then Atlanta below them in the eighth in the New England Revolution in the ninth spot. I would say this is the perfect time for us to, to be doing what we're doing because it, it's a shame. I, I know like Atlanta is not one of my favorite teams, but the amount of injuries they're having right now, mm-hmm. we're catching them at the perfect time where they're, they're not necessarily in a free fall, but they're not in a good spot. Um, we, we need to build, we need to build off this. And this starts with this Portland Timbers match coming up. It does. It does. And community shield ranking, right? Overall rank between both conferences, 19 out of 28. So one spot higher, uh, but yeah, look, we're, we're, we're trending in the right way. Uh, we're going to play, you know, Portland Timbers next, who have been struggling this season. They're sitting in the 10th spot as well. So it's kind of the matchup uh, of the 10s over here. Uh, they only have three wins. We do have four. So, you know, kind of give us edge in, uh, in that one over there. And then, you know, as far as their away record, really only one win on the road, three draws, three losses away. This is a Portland's always a, a tricky team. You know, they, they could always beat you. Um, historically, always pretty consistent. Uh, but this is a, a solid chance. This is at Drive Pink. Um, we're, we've had a slew of home games, which is beautiful. About to go on an international break. This is where the players got to give it their all. This is where you run your legs till they fall off. You're going to have three weeks to recover. Very, very big game coming up here on Saturday. Eight o'clock game. Wish you were down here for this because if it's a late game on a Saturday, you know the after party's coming. Uh, going to be a good time. That is uh, this Saturday, 528. That's May 28th, 8 p.m., baby. Let's 
go. What are we thinking for this one, bud? Well, you know, looking at their recent run of form, uh, they played two teams that we've played. They lost to Philly and they drew the Red Bull. That being said, I I watch enough for the Timbers because for whatever reason, I love their stadium. Yeah, like I, yeah, I'm not yeah, like yeah. a fan of I'm not a fan of Portland, but I love watching a game in their stadium. Mm-hmm. They have a great fan base. They have uh, they they saw the piece off the mm-hmm. log when they score. I'm gonna go two 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 draw because I, the Chara brothers, man, like you can't ever count them out. Like they, they if if they feed them whatever they normally feed them when they're on a winning streak, they're they're uh, you know fantastic players. They're gonna do the job for Portland. I, I think that the short turnaround from 120 plus minutes of football is gonna hurt us in the in the long run. Uh, so I'll go two two. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one zero enter just because Drake's playing so well. Um, you know I, I, the defense is gonna keep coming together. They've had good games, bad games, but Drake is just playing so so good. I mean, the players we really need to watch out here is uh, Saloma four goals, uh, Yumi Char is three, um, and Yumi Char also has four assists. He's kind of the the utility tool here. Uh, Leading for appearances, the Char brothers are real. Uh, Sebastian Blanco is going to be their main kind of pure low magical player pulling all the strings. He can also rip them. He has a beautiful shot, low key. I am a Sebastian Blanco fan. Uh, those are the ones uh, that we really need to, to to watch after in this game. But, you know, the way we played, their their form is not great compared to their standards. I think that we could probably walk out with a clean sheet and just get a one one goal win over here. I would definitely say for the, the fans that might be overlooking Portland, please keep in mind that their one win in this stretch was a 7-2 thrashing of Sporting Kansas City. Yeah. Now, I know Kansas City's not, like, the top-tier team, but the ML, an MLS team dropped seven. Like, yeah. they, they have the firepower. So it can get out of hand real quick. Yeah, very, very quick, which it did. Um, Jay, let's turn to the news. Uh Looking at the news, Phil Neville and our Drake, our number one team of the week, man. It is not that often that you see a head coach get on the team of the week. Uh, what were your thoughts with this, Jay? So this was for last week after the uh, the New York Red Bulls game. Um, Drake uh, was the starter this week. Uh, the week prior, he was the backup keeper on the team of the week. Arguably should have been the uh, the starter on that. But good to see Phil Neville get in there. Uh, I know we kind of yelled it at him, you know, when we saw him after the game. Uh, you know, just his master class. Uh, I think well-deserved. I think that, that game... Was coach? I think they prepped for that game. They planned for that game quite well um, with a team like New York Rebels, who can easily put three goals on you, four goals, uh, keeping them contained, wrapped up, nice clean sheet, good creation from us. Finishing uh, was important. Uh, really, really happy to see that. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I think he kind of ran away from us when we screamed master class as he's as he's heading up to the Northwest Club. But you know what? It's well deserved. Uh, I I think for as as stingy as they are for passing it out to a head coach, definitely the one to get it this time around. Uh, next bit of news, the biggest piece of news, which I I don't know, I don't necessarily agree with the timing of it. Uh, Inter Miami set to play Barcelona in a friendly on July nineteenth. I 
why? I don't like friendlies during the middle of a, of a season. Smack in the midseason game against one of the best yeah. teams in, in the world, sure. And then you're going to go ahead and charge the prices you're charging for the tickets. It's it's insanity. Yeah. I don't – I'm not talking – I mean, great, good, money move for the club, whatever. But it's in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Why? Like Tuesday game or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. It's. I, I don't, I don't know. Are they going to play their starters? I have no idea. Interesting. Um, someone said in the Discord – very valid point. It's going to be good to see Drive Pink at maximum capacity for the first time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's going to be pr- be primarily uh, red and blue, unfortunately, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, yeah, just double checking, it is a Tuesday match. Yeah, okay. Definitely a Tuesday match. So, uh, all right, on to the next bit Speaking of news Speaking of blue, here. tell us about the prime blue. Dude, this is horrendous. Inner Miami's prime blue kits were released. For those of you who haven't noticed, they went with, I believe, white for some folks. And I think it was purple. Yeah, Other purple. folks got purple. Uh, sorry, Atlanta. I know how much you guys want to emulate Orlando. They got purple. Uh, we got what is essentially our recycled white heron kit and the colors on it are a creamsicle, which really looks like that they were printing our white heron and the ink ran out. Yep. Yep. And they're charging full price for it. 90 bucks, baby. The money grabs of the MLS is just ridiculous. All the training tops, which are 60, the prime blues, one from one game, which are 90. I would be more inclined to play to pay $90 if it was unique per team. But the fact that you just divide the teams, half get purple, half get white, stupid to me. Well, and the fact, like, I saw one of the, I think it was uh, Top 90 for Charlotte, one of their podcasts. They're like, oh, check out this unique look. I'm like, that's not unique. No. We've been wearing that for, like, three years. Yeah. Like, stop. Yeah. Um, now, I will, my caveat to that is it's a great uh it's great foundations. Uh, they're raising money to help keep oceans clean, clean up the environment, like all for it. Like I'm here for that. Good call. But be, cre- be creative, yep. be creative. Uh, let's get on to some better news. Now we got past the shenanigans there. Uh, our boy, Robbie Taylor. This was breaking before, as I was writing the outline, Robbie got called up to the Finnish national team. Cause he can finish. Uh, well-deserved. <laughs> I'm gonna be that horse till it's dead. And then once it's dead, I'm gonna keep beating it. I know. I'm sorry. All right, listen. Next one up, uh inner Miami two winger Darian Reyes got called up to the Cuban national team. Uh the boy we ran into on Sunday, even though it was for like 10 seconds, the Dominican Messi himself, yeah. Edison Ascona, got called up to the Dominican Republic national team. Uh, and just real quick to touch on all three of those, it shows that all three levels of our club right now are, are clicking and we're getting scouted for the national teams. And, and that's going to draw more talent. in. I think the foundation is, uh, is, is hardening that, that, that cement flooring has been laid, man. It, it, for what this season was projected to be just to, to see this, man, it, it just makes me feel good. It really makes me feel good. Once we have a full team with three DPs or two DPs, three young DPs, or however you want to structure this, man, it's it just seems like things are only going to get better. And uh, very, very Ab- happy. And a cherry on the top to that. 
Major shout out to the U15s and the academy qualifying for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually, while I went down to you guys, they were actually up just down the uh, border down in Maryland. They had like this MLS tournament deal, and they actually won every game they played in Maryland. Wow! Uh, so, yep, shout out to those boys. Uh, the academy's clicking. We're huge fans of the academy. If it's uh, you know, longtime listeners know we talk about the youth movement here. So. Um, gorgeous. Jay, Bring us to OnlyFans. It, it, it's gorgeous. It's, it's gorgeous. It's your favorite section. It's OnlyFans time. OnlyFans, and you don't have to pay only subscribe. Fans. You can just click subscribe on the podcast button. That is. I still haven't gotten any money out of this. We're doing this a, a uh, you know, going to do a little early leak here, but a little Christmas gift. We, we're going to have an OnlyFans. 12 month calendar, 12 different pictures. We're talking Santa hats. We're talking stockings on his, on his bed, looking up at you. Like it's, it's going to be, it's going to be special. Just keep an eye out around Christmas time for the only fan Christmas calendar. I need to contact my agent. This is, this is not what I agreed yep. to. Yep. Um, it's but be like the anyways, ESPN first body time. issue, except it's uh, going to be Christmas <laughs> themed. It's going to be, I got to get back. I got to get back to the gym then. Um, But no, first time listeners, if you haven't heard this before, uh, OnlyFans is where we have fan questions asked to Mr. Kington and myself, and we give you our honest answers depending on the question. Uh, This is the section where I came out as an environmentalist, apparently. I don't know. It is what it is. (laughs) So uh, first question from GXO, Greenlock Gang, shout out. Uh, Jay. Who are your five players that should be taking penalty kicks going forward? Five players take penalty kicks. Um, like of the whole, ro- like I like I'll assume the starting squad, right? I assume we're playing in a four three three. We're not going to have both Campano, Campana, and uh, Iguain. So number one is going to be, you know, whoever our, whoever our number nine is. If it's Leo or if it's Gonzalo, comfortable comfortable with either of those. Um, beyond that. Uh, I'm going to go with Lassiter. I'm going to go with Mota. I'm going to go with Robbie Taylor. Um, Robbie Robinson, if he's healthy, would be my fifth. If not, um, I'd like to see Damian Lowe step up. I think he's a leader. Um, so that would probably be my fifth. I would go, uh, I'm just going to say Campana. Uh, again, Gonzalez hit those in his sleep. I'm sure yeah. he could hit another one, whatever it is, what it is. Um, we'll go Robbie Taylor, go Lassiter. We'll go. Gregory. Okay. I like Gregory. And then I would, I'm on the fence between, and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about. I would say give DeAndre Yedlin the, the ball again, only because he has the experience. Like, I think that was just the nerves, the exhaustion, the bad legs. Give it to him. I'm not saying let him be the last one. If, if he's going to miss, let it be early. But, yeah. 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 Uh, moving on. Over, wait, so just, just want to reiterate, though. Over Robbie Robinson if he's available. Based off of who I said, would Robbie be on the field? Okay, fair. Right? If Robbie's on the field, Robbie's going to take the place of... I don't know. Probably. See, I can't even say Lassiter or Robbie Taylor. But well, so like I had the thought like 
maybe just because the game was already in like in the 70 something minute, like maybe just don't sub off Gonzalo because there's a chance that it, it goes to PKs. But then again, could Gonzalo go a full 120 minutes? So I don't know. No, prob- probably not. Um, but to your point, if Robbie's available, he's on the field. Robbie Robinson makes that no problem. Uh, next question DMOT525 asks Jay. Do you think the Open Cup loss will serve in the long run as an important chemistry booster? Um, yeah, I mean, we're seeing the chemistry get better. I think it's a confidence booster, and you got to go through those hardships. You know, if you played a team sport, <coughs> excuse me, if you played a team sport, you have to go through those hardships to to really get to you know where you want to be. So I think that this was a valuable um, lesson that we learned. Um, I think Phil would want to put a little bit more emphasis on practicing penalty kicks. Um, you know, it's tough because during the regular season, you're never going to get a penalty shootout, but it's kind of always one of those fundamentals that I think you should probably close out every practice with just, you know, quick, you know, having people take a few penalties just, just to stay comfortable. But overall, I mean, it hurts. And the reason it hurt, like if this was against, you know, a na- national would hurt because they're also an expansion team in the same year as us, but this was against like a New York city. If this was against an Atlanta, it wouldn't hurt nearly as bad. The, the the part that hurts is that it's against a rival and that they just choose to to kind of handle themselves in the certain way that they do uh, in that kind of, you know, pompous attitude. I'll say I'll leave it at that. That That's what, what hurt. But, like, waking up, I was like, damn, you know, that sucks. But, like, that's it. Like, I, I'm proud. The team learned a lot this game, and I think that this was a good uh, – Lesson learned. I think the chemistry is going to be better. You saw Bryce Duke miss his penalty. You knew he was upset. Campana runs up right away, grabs his chin, and pushes it up, saying, hold your head high. And then he brings him around, puts his arm around him. Um, you know, you see once um, Yedlin missed his. Uh, he's he's more experienced, right? He's a veteran, so he knew, you know, I'm still going to hold my head high or whatever. But the way the team – you know, I think after that yelling one, they knew that they weren't going to win. But, the, you know, they were still there for each other. I, I think it was a very important moment, a painful moment, but an important moment for this team to continue growing. What did you think? I would say it does serve as an important chemistry booster. And, you know, one thing I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about, Drake covered the first two penalties. He, he was within yep. – the first one he was within, oh, I don't know, half half a foot. Uh, no, half a foot doesn't less even do that. it. Less he was probably that. like uh, less than that. Inch, and then yeah. the second one, he got a hand on it, just popped up over. I think if he That's, goes full extension with two arms together, he he might that that might parry off yeah. to to the post or something. But yeah. But to your point, and I don't want to beat the the dead horse and, and repeat what you already said. Campana is ran over there, grabbed Bryce Duke's head, and hold your head up. I knew. I said, yep, this is going to be okay for us. We'll be all right. And Gonzalo was – go ahead. You you agree with me, so. Yeah, Gonzalo was coaching the boys up. Let's go, boys. Let's go. Like, you see him patting them on the head, trying to get them. And I was like, oh, this is not – like, what is going on? Between him doing that, him being positive during the Red Bulls game, and then him stopping and actually talking to fans of the Union game, I'm thinking we're starting to see a different Gonzalo who's buying into it during his last season. Or he knows it's his last ride and he's just trying to make it the best. Whatever it is, I would agree this is important for team chemistry. Talking about Mr. Calendar, because yes, this is the Drake Calendar show. This is all about Drake. This is this is Drake's <laughs> time to shine. It was his best week. All right. Johnny, who if you don't follow Johnny on social media, Pistol Grip Poet puts out all of our 
best images. All of our hot banter, our memes, our our episode art. Follow Johnny. Uh, Jay, what would you uh, what would you give Drake for a nickname? Dude, I've been bouncing ones around in my head. This will probably come to me more naturally uh, throughout the season, but. Johnny said one that I really like, you know, they, they call Drizzy Drake, the six God from, uh, I guess six, but six one Oh, or six Oh one is the Toronto area code. So he said the, the Drake, the stick God or the sticks God, because he's, he's really good in between the sticks. So I like that one. I'm, I'm going to kind of roll with that one until my strange punny brain pops one, one other into my head. What, what do you, what do you get? I can't go with that because we already have one player that we've already used the Drake reference to champagne cam poppy. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. So I, I right now, and maybe Drake, if you're listening to give us what your thoughts, cause I think, I think that'd be cool. Um, but Drake, the great, that, I mean, that's an easy, simple one for, as a placeholder until we can figure something else out. Um, yeah, I don't know. We're gonna have to us. give some more thought It'll on. Come it. to us. I'm trying to hide. I'm trying to get something around like his inner zen and meditation and inner peace, without trying to be too corny. Because obviously Drake is the biggest rapper in the world, so I don't just want to rip off that. But it'll come to us naturally. We'll, we'll we'll figure it out down the road. Don't worry. But but we will totally rip off Champagne Camp Poppy. Like I'm gonna keep saying that. Like sorry, dude. We took you once. We're gonna keep going with it. Um. All right. Be Griff. Ask Jay if you had to choose a player to DJ at the club's after party in the Northwest Club, who would you want it to be and why? Um, uh, for the Northwest Club, just with that vibe, it's going to be hard to not go with one of the, the the dudes from South America. I feel like Yedlin's probably got a pretty fire little set he could rip off. Yeah, I'd probably go with like. I would. I'm torn between Yedlin or like, uh, like Mota might have some fire tunes as well. You know, I think we'd be best to reevaluate this question once we see more of their hype playlists yeah, yeah, come yeah. out. Um, or Brett could just bang out like some '80s love ballads. You know. Yo, I was glad we got to see him at like, the Red Bull yeah, game. That was DJ at like dude. a dive bar. Like it's Breck all day. But like at the Northwest Club where they're trying to get that, you know, whole club club vibe down. Yeah, I mean, I gotta I gotta go with it, man, because like I, I was in that press conference and that that new bad bunny was ripping, man. They they jam out. Dude, great album. <laughs> um but I'm gonna go DeAndre Yedlin, but I'm gonna make you laugh. You know who I bet has a banging playlist and could rip one? Lil Bryce Duke. Lil Bryce Get Bryce Duke. Get Bryce back there. I want to hear what he's got to play because, you know, it's always the quiet ones you have to watch out for. Yeah, what is it? Because like, he's probably got that hot fire. Uzi Vert. I mean, look, DeAndre's already got the, the DJ haircut, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, green haircut. I'd like to know more about that. It is what it is. Um. Griff also asked, how was Riley's first game of Drive Pink? Uh, give you the short suite of it. Uh, he learned about Florida Heat this weekend. Uh, once we got him rehydrated and, and cooled down, absolutely had a blast. We landed back in Baltimore Monday morning. He asked if we could just fly back out this weekend. I said, Dad's not that rich. And he goes, it's okay, Dad. One day you'll make money. I said, great. Thanks, dude. <laughs> Thanks for the encouragement, bro. 
Thanks, Dad. One day you won't be a bro. Beep. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I'm not I mean, buying you goldfish right. this week. No, it's it's the little savage I've raised, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, the final question from Nuka Cola Bender. This is a good one. All right. You have one chance to score a penalty kick. If you score, you get that absolutely absurd Mbappe contract, including the signing bonus. If you miss, you spend six months in prison. For the sake of the conversation, we're going to say world-class keeper like Manuel Neuer in that. You taking that shot? I'm taking that shot, dude. Wouldn't it be my first time behind bars? (laughs) (laughs) Hi. Would be my second time. So my third I'm time. taking, the, <laughs> I'm taking the, sh- I'm taking the shot, and I'm gonna put a Penanka straight on Manuel Neuer. Yeah. I don't care if I miss it. I'm getting that money. Yeah. I'm getting that money. That's fine. Dude. Be, I'll, yeah. make, I'll make all the but, prison hooch. Don't worry. Oh God. Listen, we apologize at this point. You know, we had a lot of games to cover. It's been an hour and 40 minutes. We are having a great time. Jay, where can they find us on social media? Oh, check us out on Instagram at InterMIA Podcast. Wait, no, Instagram's at InterMIA Podcast. Twitter is at InterMIA Podcast. Check us out. Reach out to us. DM us. Join the Discord. It's growing every day. Shout out to all of the supporter groups Greenlock Gang, Nacion Rosanegra. We have Southern Legion. We've got the Siege. We've got Vice City Boys. We've got Inner Miami supporters. Thank you for all the love this past weekend. We are on our way out. And as we end every episode, Vamos Miami. Vamos Miami. Cheers, everybody. Enjoy. Adios. UEFA Champions League this weekend. Hala Madrid.